It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder get a massive win over the Portland Trail Blazers as Damian Lillard makes history, but it was SGA who robbed the moment and was able to hit the game winner over Portland. SGA once again puts a stamp on the fact that he is an NBA superstar. We'll talk about that and much more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we are diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder beating the Portland Trailblazers on an SGA buzzer beater on a historic night by Damian Lillard and the Thunder get a huge lift from their role players. This team is coming together, and it might surprise you how quickly they're coming together. We start, though, the way we always do with our game overview. So Chet Holmgren out for the year with a foot injury. Usman Jang out for at least six weeks with a wrist injury. Jeremiah Robinson Earl out week to week with an ankle injury. Josh Giddy and Darius Paisley both are out with a sickness, and then Trey Mann and Jaden Williams both out with a G League assignment for Trey Mann and Jay Whale. They both will be recalled following uh, the Vegas showcase this week, and so just so you know on that update, uh, SGA returned in this game, obviously. He was back from a one-game absence with a back injury. Dame entered tonight needing 21 points to become the all-time leading scorer for Portland. He hit that mark and then some at 28 points in this one and was able to make history in Bricktown. The Thunder start with SGA, Dort, Wiggins, J-Dub, uh, and Poku. The five most minute-getters, though, was a bit different. It was SGA, Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, Kenny Hustle, and Aaron Wiggins. The biggest story tonight, though, is SGA hitting that game winner. What a night this was. Let's first talk about SGA. And then we'll talk about the bigger picture of the game and how and how spoiled we are as a Thunder fan base to get to witness this, the, these histor- historical events and just how the Thunder won this game in general. But before we get into the in general game, let's talk about SGA's game. SGA hit the game winner tonight. This was a night where SGA did not have it. 
That was what we were talking about in the first quarter. That's what we were talking about in the second quarter on press row. That's what we were talking about at halftime whenever we go and get uh, you know, a little water, a little soda pop, coffee, whatever it is that you need to get you through the rest of the game. At halftime, we all, all the media congregates in the media dining, and that's what we were talking about. The story of the game was that SGA was 2 for 10 in the first half, and the Thunder were hanging around with yet another playoff team, which is a huge compliment to the rest of the rotation. SGA did not have it tonight until he did. First half, 2 for 10, went 7 for 7 at the line, which is the only way he got going. In the entirety of the first half, he had 11 points in the entire first half. A steal, a block, a rebound. In the second half, he scored 12 points in each quarter. He had 24 second half points, 2 assists, a rebound. Once again, went 7 for 7 from the free throw line, 54% from the floor. He hit that game winner baseline turnaround, boom, just jumper shot. He, before that, forced the air ball playing electric defense on Simons, uh, which saved the game. If you, if, if, if your best player who went down and hit the game winner, who is a superstar, going to be a first time all-star, going to be a, you know, a chance for all NBA and is right now statistically the clutchest player in basketball. If your superstar doesn't first create the stop on the defensive end, and smother Simons without fouling and forcing an air ball and getting the Thunder the possession back. If he does not do that, none of the rest of this stuff happens. So him showing up defensively this year is as big as him showing up offensively. He was incredible tonight. And that's what superstars do. They don't have it, then all of a sudden, they do. And he was asked after the game how he broke out of this slump. And so the answer is why he's so good, folks. He said, I trust my work and I get to shots that I'm comfortable with shooting and I live with the results. When you are in a slump, especially when you're in a slump as an all-star caliber superstar player, especially when you're in a slump, you're an all-star superstar caliber player and you're the only one of that caliber on your team, it is incredibly easy to start pressing. It is incredibly easy to go and and play outside of yourself and to go and shoot shots you shouldn't and to just try to take over the game because you need to break out of your own personal slump. He didn't do that. He stayed the course. He kept shooting shots he was comfortable with. He kept playing the right way. And eventually the results turned around because he's just a very good player. And statistically, of course the results are going to turn around. On the game winner, he says he practices that very look, that very shot every single time he steps on a floor practice before the games during the games after the game every time he practices that shot shoot arounds so he's comfortable with that shot he's comfortable in those big moments this is his fourth career game winner and what a play it was by mark it's a tie game three seconds left SGA screens for Isaiah Joe. Portland has to switch. You're in a no-win position because, of course, the Thunder want to end this in regulation. They want to score. But if they don't score, it's not as though it's a disaster. So they can't afford to have you, you know, you, you can't afford to sag off of Joe and dare Joe to shoot because Joe can make them. He's an elite three-point shooter this season statistically. So pick your poison. 
You have to switch those two guys, and then they get the ball in their best player's hands, and SGA delivers. It's incredible. What a way to launch himself into the all-star voting, which opens up today on Tuesday. He will dominate the the basketball podcast world today. He'll dominate the basketball news cycle today. He'll dominate uh, Sports Center and every other you know, entity that you go look at regarding NBA basketball. He will dominate the subject line because look around the NBA, pretty weak topics across the association besides in Oklahoma City where you had two big ones, the Shea Superstar Performance Game winner and the Dame Lillard record-breaking night. Besides this game in OKC that you could have gone to if you're in the area, Besides this game in OKC, there's nothing else to talk about, notably, from around the NBA, really. So he will start All-Star Voting Day with himself dominating the headlines. Because he trusts his work and he's able to turn his game around. And this is what a superstar looks like. And you know what a superstar looks like because you've seen many of them as a basketball fan in Oklahoma City. And this shouldn't come as a shock to you because on this very podcast, whenever I took over before the NBA bubble, I had that Book of Thunder basketball series and I talked to all these Thunder media members and I said, how good can Shea be? And we all agreed his ceiling is a top 15 NBA player. And that's what he's performing as. Listen to this, folks. Shea ranks top three in the following categories. Clutch scoring, he ranks first. Points per game, he ranks third. 30-point games, he ranks second. Free throws made and free throw percentage, first in both. And this is his fourth career game winner. What a game it was. Your superstar did what superstars were supposed to do. Your superstar found it. And at the end of this game against Portland, who has that clutch time killer, who has a clutch time killer that you've witnessed kill your own franchise, right? And, and, and by that, I mean in the playoff series against you, you know, whenever uh, the Thunder and, and Portland played in the, in the in the playoffs. He matched them blow for blow. He stayed composed as the two traded blows and got the last shot and, got, and, and delivered on the last shot and then sent Dame home. On this historic night for Dame, it comes in a loss. SGA is a superstar, and there's and, and there's a large enough sample size now to say it, and it shouldn't really come as a surprise. What a game from him. This Thunder team deserved this win for how, how hard that they fought over this last handful of games and that road trip and then these last few games at home. They deserved this game. The role players played excellent, which we're going to talk about Isaiah Joe coming up. We're going to talk about Jaden Williams coming up. We're going to talk about Kenny Hustle coming up. Like The role players played excellent. And the thing with this team is they're not that far away. It's just got to all come together. And you're seeing it piece by piece come together. You're seeing it game by game, moment by moment, come together. And the big message from Mark, the big message from each player following that road trip was we competed with playoff caliber teams. And for whatever reason down the stretch, they didn't close out some of those games because they're young, they're still learning. Well, tonight, once again, they competed with a playoff caliber team and they found a way to close the game. They found a way to deliver uh, a win in regulation. 
that's a tangible thing that you can take home and say, this young team, they're better than they were in Cleveland. They're better than they were on that road trip where they couldn't close out games. We'll talk about Isaiah Joe and this Thunder uh, role players coming up. But first, I want to say right now, better good friends over at Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it. From a community of local hosts, browse a huge selection of vehicles from just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book for spacious SUVs or minivans for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for special events like birthdays or holidays. And find affordable, uh, economically friendly cars for your budget that just gets you from point A to B. You can also test drive electric vehicles that you had your eye on for a while to see how it fits your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make sure to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for your second listen. Biggest stories around sports in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reaction, game recaps, and Lockdown's take of the day. Lockdown Sports Today, available on YouTube, just like we are, and anywhere else you get your podcast from. If you are on YouTube right now, comment down below who the MVP of this game is alongside Shea, because you have plenty of names to pick from. Because you could go... As a co-star with Shea, you could go Isaiah Joe, you could go Jalen Williams, you could go Kendrick Williams, you could go Wiggins, you could go Muscala. There's so many ways you can go. Who alongside Shea would you say is the is the Thunder MVP? So uh, to phrase it again, who was the second best player for OKC tonight? Because it was a very, it was very much a team effort for Oklahoma City. It was very much the Thunder coming together and figuring it out, which I absolutely loved. Let's talk first about Isaiah Joe, who showed you once again in this game that he's more than just this catch-and-shoot three-point specialist. First bucket of the game, he nails a heavily contested off-the-dribble three. He goes three for six from three overall. He put put another nice cut on tape where he has a nice dive to the rim, which really helped the Thunder down the stretch. And if you look into the numbers, which Nick Crane did at Crane NBA on Twitter, the majority of Joe's three-point shots have been assisted, you know, have been Shea, you know, setting him up and, and, and getting the assist on on Joe's three-point shots. That makes you think that there's a, legit, a legitimate chemistry bond there between Shea and Joe on the floor. And it makes you think that obviously... Shea knows and is aware of, hey, 
I have such gravity whenever I drive to the rim. I have to always be cognizant of where my shooters are. I have to always know where I can spray the ball out to. And so as you surround him with more and more shooters and that decision becomes more and more broad and you can just spray the ball out without thinking, that of course makes the offense better and better. And one thing about that Shea and Joe relationship that I that I hope we're going to see more of, especially after that last play of the game, and especially after we've seen SGA be the screener more this year than, than in recent years, I hope we see more of SGA and Joe screening for one another because that can be a really powerful um, look for the Thunder because of the skill set that they each provide, because of their ability uh, to play off of each other and to, to complement each other's skill sets. They have, they, they have such a great balance to one another uh, that I, I would want to see that happen more and more like it happened on that final play. And so Joe finishes with 11 points, three rebounds, an assist, a steal, and he shot 57% from the floor. Uh, it was a great game from Isaiah Joe, and he deserves all of the flowers he's getting right now for how great he's been. And he's taken an opportunity at 23 years, 23 years old, and he's ran with it. And so Rossman deserves, deserves a credit for having that relationship with, with Isaiah Joe and bringing him to Oklahoma City after Rossman got hired to Oklahoma City. But Joe deserves a lot of credit for actually taking that opportunity taking that chance and just exploding onto the scene with it. Let's talk Jalen Williams. The first play that stands out about this game for J-Dub is that block. That block where he is able to get up, he's able to hang in the air, not foul the offensive player, just hang there and get the block. That is that is great stuff. And if you've noticed his leaping ability, like there, there was one play where where Shea, or, or no, I think it was Poku, Poku threaded the needle to Jalen Williams, who was sitting on the low block, and Jalen Williams jumped before you could even blink. Like he got up in the air, and that timing allowed him to convert and, and allowed him to finish the play before somebody could go and rotate over to him. He is so quick at getting off of his feet and extending into and, and ascending into the air it helps his game so much. And whenever he gets in the air, as you saw in the defensive end, he can really float and, and hang there and adjust and control his body and play, you know, that helps him defensively and also helps him offensively. Another play, he played great defense on a Dame step back three late in the game. Great defense. You cannot defend a step back three, especially from Dame Lillard. You cannot defend a step back three better than that. And that's where his long arms help him on both ends. Remember his quote after he got that spectacular dunk against the Spurs. And he just, he just uh, ho-hum, casted it off as, well, I've got long arms. Those long arms help him make those explosive dunks, but also help him defend and help him close out on shots and contest shots and play great defense. And that's why you hear me and Mark and everyone else Talk about how much defensive potential he has. He has the athleticism, he has the length and size, and he has the lateral quickness to be a good defender. It's just it's just rounding out those tools and putting them into practice that he needs to do. And on that athletic ability, he had the massive putback slam, which of course got everybody on their feet. 13 points for him, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block in 33 minutes. He had the clutch free throw attempts, put them up by two instead of one, but missed the second free throw, which could have got them up uh, by three, but still a really good game from him. 
I thought Kenny Hustle had his best offensive game. He was creating his own shot off the bounce. He missed two shots in general, one inside the arc, one outside the arc. 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. His first two buckets of the game was were step backs. Like, Kenny Hustle, I thought, brought it offensively. And of course, and of course, brought it defensively as well. Of course, brought it on that end as well. I also want to talk about Aaron Wiggins and Muscala. I thought this was the best game from Muscala all season. Four, uh, four for five from three, three rebounds and assists and a block, 12 points. I thought this was the best Muscala game that we've seen so far this year from him. And then Wiggins. You know that I love Aaron Wiggins, and I've hyped him up for over a year now. Uh, Matt Pinto told Mark before the game that the team is unbeaten when Wiggins is in the lineup, starting lineup. And whenever Mark was asked post-game, he told us, yeah, Matt already informed me that we were undefeated when Wiggins starts. However, we're not going to be unbeaten forever if we keep starting Wiggins forever. Like, it's it's he kind of wanted to temper expectations of like, yeah, it, it's a great little line to put out there on social media or on a podcast, but let's not forget that like, it's not as though if we started him from the word go, we'd be undefeated right now in, in Oklahoma city. Um, if we started him every single game, uh, but the big thing here is Wiggins makes winning plays. And the reason I think that the thunder have a better record when they start him is because when they start him, he plays more minutes and he gets more opportunities to make winning plays. A, a big one happened on a possession that the thunder actually did not capitalize on, but Muscala airballs a three and Wiggins chases it down out of bounds, like it's, it's an air ball, and it's coming you know to the stanchion, so to say. Wiggins cuts back door, goes out of bounds, leaps in the air, grabs the ball, throws it off of a uh, Portland defender, and OKC gets the ball back in a three-point game. That is that is Wiggins being able to be athletic, fast enough, savvy enough, whatever you want to, you know, however many adjectives you want to use, being a winning player enough to go and create you another possession in a three-point game in the fourth quarter. You cannot get more value than an extra possession in a three-point game in the fourth quarter. 12 points, four rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Uh, and he did uh, shoot very well as well and played great defense. Like There were some defensive moments from Wiggins where he is playing phenomenal defense, and Portland's a very tough shot. Like Portland's a very, very tough shot. But Wiggins played really, really good on the defensive end. Let's talk Lou Dort, and let's talk about this game in general all coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is incredible. Find the latest odds, news, scores, updates, everything you need from the World Cup, which is now over, from pro and college football to basketball, pro and college as well. Uh, you've got it over there at betonline.net. Folks, it's this easy. You type in betonline.net, you go to the sports book. And then, boom, you can pull up NFL, you can pull up basketball, you can pull up anything you want to. Uh, and we can just pull up basketball right now and go to basketball. We can even do NBA futures. So let's do championship. Who's the championship favorite for the NBA right now as it pulls up? It's the Celtics at plus 340, Bucks at plus 575, and Clippers at plus 900 are the top three. The Warriors are still at plus 1,000 to win the NBA championship, tied with the Suns. Both of them have a higher odds to, you know, a better odds to win the title than the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's interesting. You can go bet on that. You can also bet game to game on these things. And so in the association tonight, you have more games like the Jazz and Pistons. The Jazz are three point favorites in Detroit. 
The big game of the night is Memphis and Denver. Denver is one and a half point underdogs at home against the Grizzlies. So go bet on that as well. But online is where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's talk Ludor. A little bit out of control offensively. Three for eight shooting. Had a bad, bad, bad drive at the end of the game uh, that ended in a in, you know, poorly. Also had a fast break drive that led to free throws, which was, of course, good to, to get to the free throw line. Uh, but just a, just a little bit out of control offensively. Shot three for eight, 13 points, three rebounds of steal. Goes 0 for 2 from three, but of course played really good defense, uh, leading to success for the team. And also after the game, gave the quote of the game whenever he said that every player has that dog in them on the defensive end, and so it helps him out greatly whenever you're playing with Wiggins, you're playing with Kenny Hustle, you're playing with Shea, you're playing these guys that step up defensively and have that dog in them, which is uh, very interesting to hear Lou Dort say that. Uh, but I thought overall it's a better game from Lou Dort than the stat sh- uh, sheet shows, but a little overzealous on the on the offensive end in this one. Uh, but that's more so the driving nature of it. I think that Lou Dort understands, and he said as much at media day and 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 exit interviews, everything he has to improve his room finishing. If Lou Dort could improve his room finishing, he would average five, six, seven more points a game, which would make him into another tier of a player, but he can't finish at the rim right now. And it's perplexing because he's built like he should finish at the rim. He attacks like he should finish at the rim. He uses his body and shields the defender like he should finish at the rim, but he doesn't finish at the rim. And maybe that skill set will come around for him. But it has not so far. But that defense is just incredible. Uh, Poku missed two clutch free throws. He's in a massive shooting slump. 0 for 4 on the night. Shooting bad in December. But let's remember, he is playing with a black eye and stitches, which I assume is very hard to do. Um, I have never had a black eye nor stitches, but I assume it's very hard to play NBA basketball whenever you have those two ailments. But I do want to talk about this game overall. It's just really, really quickly. I call this game a step back game and not the pretty Shea step back three, but step back and reflect game for me all throughout the night, all throughout the day. I was thinking about this game and, and Dame needing 21 points. And so I, I've got pictures of him before the game. I've got the video of his free throw that he hit to become the all time leading score. I've got a picture of him after the game with his, with, with his family, which you know, is special, of course, on the court after the game with his family after this historic night. Shea hits the game winner. This team is fun. They deserve more support. And it is just a day of reflection for me to say thank you to everyone listening to this podcast, everyone within the sound of my voice right now. Thank you for supporting, for ever clicking on a single link. If this is your first podcast or your 1,000th podcast listening to me talk about the Thunder, thank you. Because without your support, without you clicking on these links, 
this would not be my job. This would not be what I get to do. And this would not be what I get to enjoy. And I just cannot say thank you enough because the history and the moments that we're getting to witness as basketball fans is incredible. And as someone who's born in Oklahoma and raised in Oklahoma, as a, a true Oklahoman, it's unbelievable to think about all the different historical NBA moments that have happened in our city, that have happened in our state. We talk a lot about how we've been spoiled with NBA players, like uh, you know Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden. You know the list goes on. Carmelo, Paul George, the list goes on. Serge Ibaka, but we've also witnessed a ton of history like historical moments in our building, including a random Monday night in December, we get to witness a record that will not be touched. Where Damian Lillard is, a, is, is now the all-time leading scorer for Portland. Because guys just don't stay in these at these organizations long enough to, to break this record, and Dame is still not done in Portland. So we witnessed history. In Oklahoma City, our, our city, our state is etched into the history books and, and will be on every trivia from, from Blazers Live, whatever they call their pregame show, and, and every bar in Portland's going to have, you know, the trivia question for sports trivia night, you know, where did Dame hit his, you know, shot to put him as the ultimate leading scorer? It's going to be Oklahoma City. It's going to be our city, our state, and it just is another reflection point of what basketball and bringing the NBA and making this a major league city has done for us and you guys supporting the podcast and allowing me to make this uh, my job and me getting to go witness that is just a massive, massive thank you to all of you uh, to to allow me to do this. Now, the Thunder won this game. Portland once grew a 10-point lead. OKC once had an 8-point lead. There were 16 lead changes and 13 ties in this one. Portland won the rebounding battle, 45-39. However, they had six more turnovers on OKC, who won the points in the paint and won fast break but they did lose second chance points to Portland. Portland dominated second chance points. The Thunder shot 45% from the floor, 35% from three, and 86% the free throw line. Portland shot 50% from the floor, 43% from three, and 81% at the free throw line. The Thunder had seven players reach double figures. Portland only had four. Jeremy Grant was incredible tonight. Like, the the bounce, the slams, the backdoor alley-oop cuts, like... Jeremy Grant was amazing tonight with 26 points. Dame had 28, and once again, congratulations to Dame for becoming immortal, an NBA icon already, an NBA legend already, but now you know cementing himself even further in the history books. Just awesome for him to break this record. The bet of the day was OKC plus 7. It covered. The MVP of the game is obviously Shea. Wednesday, I'm going to deliver you a hot take and do the Mailbag podcast Thursday, we're going to recap the game against Portland as they finish their baseball series. And then Friday, let's talk NBA draft. Let's talk wish list. Let's talk everything we want to talk about on Friday as we head into the holiday uh, weekend. So make sure you follow me on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like the show on YouTube, and do all that fun stuff. And thank you again so much for listening, supporting, and watching the podcast. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.